Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing our own stories with you. And today, we're also sharing them with my good buddy, Adam Bennett. You guys, we share stories about our new habit of lying to our kids, which we're not (laughs) proud of, plus the funny things that have happened in our family recently. We also give updates on the show, including who we've already talked to and how Steph gave me the name of a potential guest. But when I reached out to his PR agent, I was then informed he was dead. You guys, okay, here's the thing. It is my job to bring ideas to Kevin. It is Kevin's job to vet them. So in my opinion, it's not my fault. Right. I need to make sure they're alive before I reach out to them. (laughs) You guys, we can't wait for you to hear these stories with our friend, Adam Bennett. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in Central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, welcome to episode 165. 165, and he's back. Like every fifth episode, it's just Steph and I sharing stories with friends. And today we have our good friend, Mr. Adam Bennett. Adam Bennett. Thank you. He is back. Love being here. So, Adam, Steph and I... I have noticed have picked up a new bad habit, mm. and that's Ooh. called lying to our kids. It's bad. <laughs> it's Matter of so survival. Bad. It yes. is. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh, Adam! Like when people are like, "Well, we lied to our kids." I'm like, oh, how dare you? How dare? Like, gotta be honest. You gotta get them in the face. Like, get down to their level. Be honest with them. And Steph, I don't think we did this on our first two. I was gonna say, but then the, this, thir- the third one, this came. third toddler, you and I have like almost made it a game. <laughs> Of, of lying to this kid. So what? we're almost trying to one up each other and who's like be better. Gosh. So Adam, what brought this about was we'd interviewed Lizzie Post, who's the president, co-president of the Emily Post Foundation, yes. which is based on etiquette. Mm-hmm. All things etiquette. And so when I was researching her, they have all these articles on their website, and it's very, very good. I mean, really well done. But there was one article I saw, and it was titled, Can You Teach a Toddler Etiquette? Which got my attention, because not our toddler. (laughs) They're feral. (laughs) So I wrote this down, because at first, it actually made me start to kind of feel bad about lying to our kids, but I guess not bad enough to change our behaviors. (laughs) (laughs) So the article was, quote, make trust and truth-telling a foundation of your relationship with children from the start. Don't lie in front of children. Don't trick or deceive them. So my initial thought was whoever wrote this article obviously does not have children. Sure. There's no way. Mm-mm. Does not have children as I was reading through here. Not more than one. I mean, honesty, okay. honesty well, can work with maybe a single. You got time and energy and that's care. A good point. Yes. And then, oh, after <laughs> two, three, four, you're just getting through the day. <laughs> you have four children yourself. Yes. And the ages range from, what, seven years old to 13? Eight, eight to 14. Okay. So it's off slightly. And then ours is now five to 11. Mm-hmm. So, Steph and I, off the top of our head, want to give you some examples 
of us lying to our kids. And feel free to We're chime in. We're hoping you can beat us. I with guarantee this. you've got some examples. I, I mean, one of my favorite stories of Adam was of him lying to his son about, about Disney. Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was the foundation of the of the my pyramid of lies. <laughs> Was not wanting to go to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the older we get, Steph, I think the more we are lying. Okay. So the first thing that I thought of was this was just like two weeks ago, Adam. We went to snow trails. And this is a snow resort, ski resort, about an hour away from here, folks. And we went on a Saturday morning with the kids. We wanted to go snow tubing. Mm-hmm. So Tate, who just turned five, of course, struggles listening at times, like a lot of toddlers <laughs> do. And this snow tubing area, of course, has that like magic carpet mm-hmm. that you grab your tube, step on the magic carpet. There's no handrails, no nothing. It's yeah. just taking you up this hill. And of course, I can't be holding Tate on this. So Tate's standing in front of me. And a lot of times I'm kind of holding on to his hoodie. Mm-hmm. But he would get rambunctious because this was about a five-minute ride up the hill to get to the top. Uh-huh. So he was sticking his foot out and like stepping on the non-moving part. And there's no handrails. And if you step off this magic carpet, there's literally just ditches on both sides. Okay. So after about five times of telling him, stop stepping on the side and him saying, why, why, why? I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen, Tate. They're going to come and arrest us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you fall off of this carpet, they're calling the police and they're going to arrest you and me. Is that what you want to happen? Okay. Daddy can't go back to jail. (laughs) So, it actually worked. Okay, so he, he stopped stepping off the magic carpet for the rest of the, the hour and a half that we were there. Okay, so then we start sliding down the hill and it's got, what, these snow banks of yeah. walls? Yeah. Ice banks? Okay, that you are sledding in between. Yeah. So then he starts, instead of like being upright, he starts like Arching laying, his back. Yeah, laying back, like spread eagle, trying to get, like just be flat in his tube. So he's, okay. he's on his own tube. Yeah. Steph and I are holding on to his tube. Yes. Okay. But you can't hold on to him inside. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So he has kind of free reign about how he arches arching his, his back and all this. So, so he starts like going all the way back, like laying down flat. And I'm scared his head is going to start hitting those banks, uh-huh. right? Because we're turning yep. as we're going down. Yes. The you see the test scores coming down as <laughs> yeah. you do that. 100%. Exactly. So Concussion. Like, buddy, yes. you can't do that. So he kept doing, kept doing. I'm like, buddy, your head is going to pop off. <laughs> and then we're done. And then the snow. You have like, to add your you we're <laughs> done. Right. Your head is going to pop off. And then we have two, three more runs after that max. It's so, it's so, so then we get on the magic carpet to do it again. And I was like, Tate. You do not want your head to get cut off <laughs> if it hits against that wall. She knows you're lying. And right? I'm like, yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Tate, uh-huh. you do not want your head to get chopped off on these ice walls. So you got to stop. But now he's starting to get a little smarter because he's like, wait a second. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no. It's not a joke. It's deceit. <laughs> and it's kind of required right now with that child. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Adam, you have to have stories. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one that came to mind is uh, one of my twins. When they're done with school, my twins are done with school at the end of the day. They come home and play school, okay. which is utterly insane to me. <laughs> they're girls, in case the audience couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else is going to play school when you're done with school? But, so the twins are girls, and um, one of them, as she writes, she's constantly asked, how do you spell this? How do you spell that? And Cody makes the mistake of spelling one or two words, and then she'll get asked the other 12. 
Izzy will ask me, how do you spell? And I go, I can't read. <laughs> I just flat out say it. I, I, I hit it. Like, I don't know. No clue. <laughs> After the third yeah. word, yeah. you're like, I'm done. I, 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 I'm just like, I can't read. I sign everything with an X. And she's just like. <laughs> that was like <laughs> Steph the other day. Tate nonstop is asking questions. And so finally, I'm like, Tate, you got to stop. Because he'll constantly be, mama, 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 until you say something. And so we were in the car. I think you were texting. And you were kind of ignoring him. And so as soon as I pull in the driveway, I'm not even in park. Steph gets out of the car. And she's like, mama, done. She just like (laughs) slams the door. Like, I am done answering these questions, child. One one of the twins, you know, Izzy is very high energy. And she asks a ton of questions. And, you know, you tend to sort of hedge and and try to redirect her after a while. One time, for my own amusement, I told Cody, I go, I'm going to take a walk with Izzy. And I'm going to answer every one of her questions and not slow her down at all. And see how far she goes and see how many. I did it as an experiment because I I wanted to see how far she, she would go. The walk was 18 minutes. And I kid you not, she hit 123 questions. Oh, no. No. You actually counted. Because it was, everything was a follow-up. Boom, boom, boom. And I just kept counting. Boom. And I remember we came back. I looked at my watch. It's 18 minutes. She had 123. <laughs> it was amazing. Of questions. Yes. <laughs> and I got back because I, did, because I didn't slow down at all. I just, I was very prompt. Yep. I answered every follow-up. And so she just, it just cascaded. Rapid because fire. Because she was getting, and it was astounding. And I can remember getting back because Cody knew I was going to do the experiment. I go, 123, 18 minutes. <laughs> and I need a nap. <laughs> and she's like, really? Oh, yeah, I kid you not. It was unreal. Steph, why did you tell Adam kind of what we've done at times? And it's not not that we're, I'm proud of this, mm-hmm. but what we've done at times is teaming up on lying to the kids just for our own fun. We just try to one-up each other. We totally do, Adam. We to try see how far we to one-up to see how far we can go to where the kids are like, wait a second. Call you out on it. Yes. So a few months ago, Emmy and Elle went to lunch or went somewhere on a Sunday afternoon with Papa and Mamaw. And so we just had Tate. It was just the three of us. And so when they got home, we went somewhere. I think mm-hmm. it was to your parents or something stuff. And so on the way there, Emmy and Elle were like wanting to know what did they miss while they were gone. And so stuff throws out, oh, we, we went to the zoo. Oh, <laughs> Or you guys went to lunch. And they're like, are you serious? Like, you went without us? And then we saw the reaction, and then we started started trying to one-up each other. While at the zoo. Then, right yes, that was the next one. I'm like, oh, while at the zoo, we rode the giraffes. They're like, what? You let us feed the giraffes. You rode them? Yep, uh-huh. sure did. We sure did. And then, and then after that, we finished early, so they had some airplanes nearby. We flew to Disney. And we had lunch at Disney World, and I was like, you're kidding me! You went without us! And so, Steph and I just back and forth, and then, I, I forget how long it was, we're like, are you teasing us? All right, come on, like, be honest, though. Like, sorry. It was like the best day ever, girls, I'm not going to lie. Have it's, you seen what you, what you get with that gold pass at the zoo? Man! <laughs> Giraffe rides? Great! But Steph and I are like high-fiving each other, because <laughs> like, we were awesome. just crushing the kids. (laughs) Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. I want a builder who's an expert in what they do, is going to be honest with me, and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome.
So, Steph, one thing that we've been talking about lately is our kids growing up too fast. Mm-hmm. And Emmy is 11 years old now, and she's acting much older, Adam. And it's like, I'm, I'm cringing. It's, it's so, like, it's so amazing, but yet so hard at the same time. So, she's going to her church youth group now. So, they have a section where it's 11-year-olds to 14. 13. 13. Mm-hmm. And then they have another section where it's 14 to 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Much, much different. So now we're walking in and I'll like go to hold her hand. Dad, dad, stop. Yeah, not stop. in front of the preteens. <laughs> exactly. Killing me. Then this week, I picked her up from tennis practice. And of course, I walked over to the fence to get her. And she comes out with everybody all at once. And she's like, dad, just walk. Dad, just walk. Don't talk. Don't wave to me. Just, just keep going. We'll talk in the car. Dad, we'll talk in the car. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. So then we talk in the car and she's like, okay, next time you pick me up, why don't you just stay in the car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Go ahead and just, Aww, just park here. Park close by. Stay. Stay in the car. Uh, don't wave at me. I'll just see the car. I'll just get in. Okay. I'll, I'll figure it out on my own. Like, Kids oh, used to be a lot more man. like that. Yeah. When, when we were Yeah, younger. I think I yeah. was. I was. I, I was like that too. I remember mm-hmm. being dropped off the DC trip. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, can I get? I mean, when we were kids, by the time you hit middle school, I can remember you kind of wanted to project the image that you lived alone. You had your own apartment. Yes. you had a source of income. <laughs> I don't know who these right. people are paying your own bills. Yeah, it was. That's kind of what you wanted people to think. Nowadays, kids aren't quite as much like that. I've noticed. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's 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 different. Um, it's changed. I mean, yeah. there's just not as, there's just not that independent streak okay. that it used to be. I mean, you, and you see it in other ways. Like kids aren't getting their licenses as quickly as that's they used true. to. That's true. Right. Uh, there's just yeah, not that true. not that push for it like mm-hmm. there used to be. Well, we had another funny moment with L, who is seven, about being embarrassed. It was kind of it was for a completely different reason than what I was thinking. So the school had was it Heritage Week? Yes. And one of the assignments was well, and Heritage Week is when you you kind of honor your culture. And at our school, it's like a melting pot of different cultures. So you kind of honor your culture and where you're from. And they do these reports about it. And it's a big deal at the school. All the kids love it. Learning about where like your grandparents are from Mm -hmm. and where all of that. You're kind of like your ancestry. It's it's very cool how Mm -hmm. they do it. So Elle in first grade had an assignment. And the assignment was to draw pictures or write something about your family. And one of the questions was, write something that is creative about your own family. And so... She's struggling to come up with something, struggling to come up with an answer. So I told her, Elle, why don't you write that your mommy and daddy created a popular podcast called Tell Us a Good Story? And immediately she's like, nope, not doing that. And I'm like, why would you not do that? And she's like, dad, that's embarrassing. And immediately I'm like, if we are embarrassing you, you have no idea. You have no idea. So for a whole day, I'm like, why would she be embarrassed of Steph and I? How is that possible? So the next day, I'm like, Elle, let's go back to this Heritage Day thing. Why did you say that mommy and daddy would embarrass you? Because I'm thinking, like, I know we're not the coolest parents in the school stuff, but we're probably in the top 10. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe top 10%. (laughs) So if we're embarrassing L, like, come on. Not everybody being in the top 10%. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I said, why were you embarrassed to say your parents created a podcast? And she said, well, dad, it's just that you and mom are like famous now. And I didn't want to bring it up because everybody already knows who you are. And I didn't want to bring attention to it. What? Yes. No. I promise. I promise. No, no, I no. I promise. That is what she said. She's patronizing you. She- 
And so I told her, like, that warms my heart that you said that. But, honey, we're not famous. No. We no. do talk to some famous people. Yes, we do. But we are not famous. We are not. So I, I understand what you mean. You don't want the attention. I get it. But that was not the response stuff I was expecting. Oh, that's From our funny. seven-year-old. No. So what'd she go with as far as what was interesting? she make up a lie like you guys did? <laughs> they flew around the world in, in a hot air balloon. <laughs> I don't know. What did she do, Zeb? I don't know. What, I don't it know. was the line. We've trained her well. I think we left yeah. it blank. Yeah. There you go. Why don't we share a story with Adam about some of the funny things that have happened okay. over the past couple of weeks, I guess. Right. So with Emmy, I guess we already talked about her being embarrassed now. But I did have a funny moment, Adam, with her maybe two weeks ago. She was invited to a friend's birthday party. And it was in a neighborhood maybe two, three miles away from here. I had the street number, had the street address. One was Maple Tree Court. It was connected to a road that was Maple Tree Drive. Oh, they shouldn't be allowed to do it that. They shouldn't. Mm-mm. But this road went over another road and then went to a cul-de-sac, okay? okay? So Maple Tree Court crossed over Maple Tree Drive. So here's the problem. There were two homes on that same street with the address of 8403. Uh. So I'm driving there to take Emmy to this home that I've never been to. Mm-hmm. Guess which one I stop at? The wrong 8403. So I pull in the driveway. No lights on. Now, it's like probably 6 o'clock at night, Friday night. <laughs> Low-key party. And immediately, yes. And immediately, Emmy's like, Dad, are you sure this is the address? I'm like, look at the mailbox. It says 8403. And so... She's like kind of far behind me, like in sh- like multiple times. Dad, are you sure of this? I'm like, sure. Let's hey, let's see what happens. It says it right here. Like I walk over the mailbox. I'm like, Emmy, I'm pointing to the mailbox. See, eighty four or three. That's what it says. <laughs> What's gonna happen is somebody's gonna get a present who's not expecting one. <laughs> so as we're walking up to the door, Emmy's like, Dad, this doesn't look like a house we'd have a party at. And I'm looking. I'm like, Yeah, you're right. This doesn't look like a house that kids would be living in right now. So. You know, ring the doorbell, knock it on. And so this guy comes to the door. And again, it's 6 o'clock. This man is probably 70 years old. Okay? Has his pajamas on. He's in his bathroom. And he doesn't open the door. He's yelling through the door as if I've got COVID or something. (laughs) So so then that forces me to yell back Uh through the door. And I yell... Hey, is this where the party's at? <laughs> and he's like giving me hand motions like down the street. I'm like, so there's there's no birthday party here? And he's like, no, you're looking for Maple Tree Drive. Keep going, 400 feet. I'm like, okay, I got you. And then Emmy's like literally oh, hiding behind my back. Is she like is hiding behind my back. <laughs> and like not what I was expecting at all. But I was just thinking like, imagine. How many times has this happened? No, oh, yeah, he was ready for it. Like every pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. yeah. has probably stopped mm-hmm. there by accident. Yeah. And so I've never seen it like that ever. So L, our seven-year-old, Steph, I haven't told you this because I wanted to get your reaction on this. Okay. So the other day, you went to work early before the kids got up. L was getting ready for school and she came to our bedroom and asked me if I could put on her necklace for her, which on this necklace, Steph, you can put a small picture inside. Yes. She then asked if that evening, if I could take a picture of Mama, cut it up and put it inside her necklace. Oh! I told her. She's not embarrassed of you. (laughs) I told her, yes, honey, we can do that. And she said, good. That way I have something of Mama when she dies. Oh! 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 She's lining it up. 
<laughs> just going through your jewelry. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that, that pivoted. <laughs> that pivoted quick. That just oh, wow. a quick wow. turn. Going through a jewelry? <laughs> like, we need to do this tonight, uh, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her when she got up. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> she, she thinks she's sneaking out of here before we see her. Oh, I look out the window. <laughs> she's definitely on her way to the hospital, Dad. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, Adam, one of our things we do daily is at dinner, we will go around the table and we'll ask, hey, tell mommy and daddy one good thing that happened today. And so, we'll go around the table and then Steph and I will do it as well. We will share one good thing that happened today. And that just gets us talking, mm-hmm. opening up. <laughs> so, this one evening, I had asked Elle, tell me one good thing that happened today. And she couldn't think of anything. I'm like, okay, tell me something that happened today. <laughs> Was it a, was it a this school at day? School. Yes. Okay. This was at school. I can see on a Saturday if y'all been together anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She said there was a girl at school that had come up and asked her if she could play with Elle. And I was like, okay, what did you say? And she said, I told her, let me think about it. Oh. <laughs> and I said, Elle. okay, well, then you pl- did you play with her? And she's like, no. Then I just left. I didn't play with her. <laughs> and so I obviously was not happy yeah. with that response at all. Uh-huh. Okay. At all. So she got a better offer. We had. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a conversation. A yes, we had a we teaching moment there. And so I told Elle she had to go to school and she had to play something with that girl the very next day and explain how that was not a very kind response. So the next day, same thing, get to dinner. And I'm like, okay, Elle, did you play with a girl at school that day? And Elle said, yes, dad. And I said, okay, well, how did it go? What did you say to her? And Elle said, well, I went up to her and said, my dad says I have to play with you today, so let's play. <laughs> There's that foundation of honesty you want. <laughs> so, there it is. So I'm like, L, please tell me you didn't say that. She's like, no, I didn't, that's exactly what I said, Dad. I'm like, honey. Oh, my gosh. I obey the letter of the law, not the spirit. <laughs> Steph, I'm not making this up, am I? You are not. Well, that'll teach her to open up to you at dinner. <laughs> Jeez. Just keep the line of communication. What happened to you at school today? Nothing. <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah. No, she'll be like, I played with this person and I played <laughs> with this person. She's going to have so many friends that she supposedly played with. At some point, you're going to say, what happened at school today? She's going to go, what do you want to hear? <laughs> you tell me. I handed out chocolate coins and played my acoustic guitar and led a praise and worship session. All right? Pass the green beans. <laughs> Well, Steph, let's give folks an update on Tell Us a Good Story. Okay. Because, Adam, it is like the floodgates have opened in regards to who we're talking to, who says yes to us. And Steph and I are always, always, always surprised when somebody says yes to us. And it's even more prominent here recently. Well, and right after we took our little, like, month-long break, which was completely needed over winter or over Christmas break... We started struggling getting people, getting, getting them on the Getting back in the routine. Getting back, back in the routine. Yes. You were still asking. Yes. 
Oh, but, yeah. We're but, still asking and, and yeah. trying to get people booked to record. And it was just a struggle with dates and getting people okay. ready yep. to go. It just, it just took a while to get rolling. Or they'd say, like, yes, but not until, like, May. Right. And we're like, thank you so much. Yep. We can't talk wait. Talk to me in the spring. Yeah, talk to me in the spring. We're like, okay, we can do that. So for a while there, you talk about trusting God. It was like, oh, my gosh, who are we going to get? And then last minute, someone would say, yes, we would record. And a week later, it was the Friday. Yep. I'm like, now who are we going to get? It was week to week. Yeah. And Kevin's like, we'll just talk, you and me. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what are we going to say to each other? Like, that's why we have Katie and Adam come. <laughs> nothing to say, Kevin. Nothing left to say so, to you. And then all of a sudden, it's just exploded. Where Kevin's like, okay, we're going to have to like slow down here with getting all these recordings. Like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Don't you remember how it was like come February yes, it is. when we were struggling to get somebody every week and now we're booked out. Okay, so Steph, right now we're booked into June. And, so we know, are, and I am so happy Steph, about we that. We are nine, ten weeks ahead. I love it. And they're booked or yes. we've already recorded them. I know. It's amazing. So we can't have the conversation like, hey, this is going to drop in October. Yes, we can. <laughs> no, and you're say, so, so happy. So, so you, when you say you're booked to June, that's recordings or so we have episodes we've either recorded or we're scheduled to record into oh, June. The, oh, gotcha. I know what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah, into June. One, oh, cool. One right. Nice. So before we get to who we've talked to, yes, I made a mistake last week, Adam. That I think you'll feel as funny. So one of my jobs, I don't have many jobs, and tell us a good story. Kevin does it all. Her I job praise is Kevin. Show up. I just have to show up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like, show up. Like your job at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> right. Be just, just be there. Just show up. Here's when we start. Yeah. So Kevin, he does it all. He edits, he records, he prepares, he calls, he gets the guests. So my job I've now committed to him is I give him ideas of guests. Of names. Of names. Yes, wow. of names. So it's a good gig. It is a good gig. So I am constantly like messaging him. What about this? What about this? And honestly, he makes it happen. So I just get these ideas that he makes happen. Okay. So here's what Steph does though, Adam. She will send me the name. And so the name will be like Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, okay, that's great. Mark Hamill. He's in Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, do you you have a phone number? No. Do you have an email address? No. (laughs) Give us peer agent? No. You're the detail guy. Well, how am I, I'm <laughs> giving you How ideas. am I supposed to reach out to this guy? I'm a visionary. So, Hello. So <laughs> here's, here's what Steph does. That night she's like, okay, I'm going to find the contact information. So Steph puts in Mark Hamill contact information. Okay. <laughs> I doubt that's on the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> Got a cell she, number right there yeah. on Google. <laughs> So she sends me a screenshot, and it's like, to talk to Mark Hamill, one eight eight eight. And so it's like this recorded thing. Yeah. So I send it to him, like, you're you welcome. Like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> the Professional Speakers Bureau or something? No, I don't want that. For 400 bucks, she'll say, may the force be with you on your answering machine. That's what she got you. That's exactly right. That's actually right. Like, that, that doesn't, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> so three weeks ago, Steph, you sent me another name, and I actually liked it. Thank you. Who was that name? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I forget. I sent you so many. Again, visionary. (laughs) The name was Dick Fosbury. Oh, I know that. The Fosbury flop, right? Exactly. (gasps) 
You amaze me sometimes. Uh, a wealth of useless this information. This man <laughs> revolutionized the high jump. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he was, I believe, like the 1972 or 1976 gold medal winner in the high jump because he changed the technique of how he jumped. So they used to jump forward. He did backwards like an arch to go over the pole. So Steph forwarded me a article that was about Dick Fosbury, and he had just celebrated his 76th birthday. And I was like, okay. That would be cool. That guy would have some stories, sure. right? Because he revolutionized how people high jump today. Mm-hmm. So I waited two weeks to reach out to the PR agent. So I looked up his information. He had a website. Go to the website, contact information. It has his PR guy in there. It said, for interviews, reach out to, I'm making this up, Steve at whatever. So I reach out to Steve. I get an email two hours later. And it was, I'm sorry, Dick passed away last week. He's not going to be able to make the interview. <laughs> like, how, how long ago was this? This is like two weeks ago. Okay, first of all, I'm surprised that wasn't on the news more. I didn't see it. So Steph forwarded me something like an article on him. I waited two weeks to reach out to his PR yeah. guy. And then his PR guy then responds, I'm sorry, Dick passed away a week ago. I, and I haven't seen... I would have thought it would have received a little more media attention. I thought it would too. I did not see it. But you talk about feeling yeah. awful. Yeah. I responded... I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Please accept my apologies for reaching out to you at, mm-hmm. at this moment yeah. in time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's not my fault. You just give I me the names. I give you the names. <laughs> and I, and you, I you vet them. You vet them yes, to see if they're appropriate, <laughs> alive, <true>. things like <laughs> that. Are they available? Are they alive? <laughs> we have already recorded a handful of episodes mm. and they're so good this was actually Steph's idea so when I'm getting these ideas I'll start like a couple of weeks ago I was in the van I'd taken tape to get like an assessment for kindergarten okay oh it's coming so I am in the van and I just start praying like God who do you want for guests for tell us a good story like whose story do we need to hear do you want Kevin to look up do we <laughs> mm-hmm. he looks bored <laughs> he doesn't have enough on his plate exactly. what more can I put on his plate for him so I'm like praying. I'm like, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything. So I start reading. And Adam, it was the craziest thing. All of a sudden, I heard plane crash, lone survivor, heaven. Like, I just felt like I heard that. So I, I just, I do exact those words. And this guy named Captain Dale Black pops up. And this man was in a plane crash he was the only survivor, was killed, and he went to heaven and had this experience out of in body heaven, experience. out of body experience. And 40 or 50 years later, he finally was able to talk about it. So, so he went 40 years. He'd only told his grandfather. And his grandfather was like, you know what? I'd be careful who you share this story with. And so I don't want to share the story. No, we're but not. But he had a near death experience, Adam. And he goes through this out-of-body experience and him going to heaven and then him coming back. Yeah. It's, and it gives you goosebumps mm-hmm. when he's sharing the story. And this man, like, he's now been telling it. So it happened, what, 50 years ago? But he just started telling it 10 years, 10 ago. years ago. He still gets emotional. Like, I can't tell you how many times he got emotional while he was telling us. And it's just, he's just so sensitive to it yes, still. And it was it just... changed his life. It changed Completely changed his, his life. life. So when that happened, I'm like, Kevin, I feel like if we have somebody go to heaven, let's see if we can find somebody that went to hell. And have a heaven and hell series. 
I'm going to be on a plane with my kids for nine hours. So <laughs> when I come back, I could probably cover that for you. <laughs> what it's like going to hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> we can have you as a follow-up uh-huh. to that one. Uh-huh. Just kind of compare stories. Yeah. So when I had this idea, all of a sudden, a listener reaches out, Christina Grady, and she's like, Stephanie, she's like, I just heard this podcast, and it was about this man, and he went to hell, and he tells a story. She's like, I think you should reach out to him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, we have, like, this is a sign we have to do this. I had never heard of someone experiencing hell. I'd mm-hmm. only heard someone experiencing going to heaven. Yes. And I've heard those stories before, but not- Never hell. Never hell. Never hell. So I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that was just like validation. Like, yes, we need to do this. So I said the name to Kevin and unfortunately you think he might be sick because he hasn't been doing interviews. Right. So then visionary, let me try to get another guest. So I found another guest. He's a pastor who went to hell. And this was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So we reached out, talked to him, and his story is <laughs> Same thing. unbelievable. Y- goosebumps. Especially when he's like, wait, I'm going the wrong way. I'm going the wrong uh-huh. way. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was like, oh, you know, is this going to be as good as like an atheist? Because the guy originally, he was an atheist, went to hell, turned his life around, is now a pastor, a missionary. And then I was like, wait a second. This is a pastor that went to hell. Like, if your heart is not right with God, it doesn't matter what title you have on this earth. If you are not right, you will go to hell. So he tells his story, and it is unbelievable. I think it's interesting that you're talking to people who had near-death experiences after trying to book somebody who had a right-on-the-money death experience. Who's that? Fosbury. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) kind of interesting you know yes it's like near-death experience right on the money that experience <laughs> like we went too far yeah uh-huh. that's yeah. a good point adam <laughs> another good point i didn't know what you were talking about there but yeah. yes <laughs> we don't discriminate mm-hmm. reach out to whoever we can if you like what you hear please tell someone about us as soon as this episode is over go tell your spouse your closest friend a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Then the next person that we're talking to next week is, his name's Mark Victor Hansen. He was co-author with Jack Canfield on Chicken Soup for the Soul. And so we've had to reschedule with him a few times. Mm -hmm. And so we're scheduled again next Friday. He called me last week and apologized because he had missed some interviews that we had lined up. Adam, we talked for almost 20 minutes. Hmm. Incredible. So I believe he, he lives out in Arizona now and just had an incredible conversation with him. He sold over 500 million copies of this book. Wow. So this year marks the 30th anniversary of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Hmm. And what it's turned into just, I mean, it's a brand, not just books, right? It literally turns into Calendars and everything. So then, Adam, he said, have you and Steph written a book yet? I said, yes, we have. He's like, send me the ebook. Buy it like everyone else on Amazon. (laughs) You've got to boundaries. We have standards here. What do you think this is, a charity? (laughs) Run a business over here. (laughs) 
how dare you? <laughs> so I sent it to him. The next day I get an email from him and it says endorsement. Use this as an endorsement for your book. And he wrote us like a three sentence endorsement on why people should read our book. And then it was signed Mark Victor Hansen, co-author Chicken Soup for the Soul. Nice. It's very nice. It's very cool. Very Don't nice. worry. He's going to be after your so endorsement. I didn't know. I you didn't will not ask. be bumped. I don't know who's going to get bumped. On that. <laughs> so, There's limited space on that back cover. I know that real estate's valuable. <laughs> Here's what's funny. Listeners, if, if you're not aware, we wrote about three years ago about Steph and I's journey. And that's what led to Tell Us a Good Story. But at that point, we didn't know anybody in regards to a possible endorsement. So when you look at a book, typically you have friends or relationships of professional executives, other authors, whatever, and you have them endorse your book. Well, Steph and I, we didn't know anybody. So we put on there a quote from you, Adam, and it said, I think my buddy Kevin has officially written more books than he's read. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And so I put, I thought that was funny. So I put that quote on the back of our book just to be funny because we didn't have any endorsements. <laughs> so now all these people that we've interviewed over the past three years now, mm-hmm. Could literally, we could call them up at any time and have their names on the book as an endorsement, which mm-hmm. is nice, including very cool. Mark Victor Hansen. Yes. So a reprint is coming? Is that what you're saying? It actually is. I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the plan. Do the thing coming. where the hardbound comes out, it's like twenty seven ninety nine. <laughs> Did you say forty nine ninety nine? See you snatch that up. up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll hey, see. Hey, first editions are always more expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they are. They are. <laughs> Uh, that's why I either go to the library or shoplift. That's one or the other. Well, Steph, anything else you want to add to this about how things are going? And again. So if you guys wouldn't mind writing Kevin and just letting him know that, you know, we love backlogs of guests. It's okay <laughs> to have an extensive set of guests booked Pre-record through the through rest of the year. 2025. Like if you guys just want to encourage him and let him know that that is okay, <laughs> I would really appreciate the visionary of this group would really appreciate. But don't give me a phone number or anything. Well, either. no, don't do that. I mean, make yeah. it work. He needs to work. That's why he's getting paid the big bucks here at Tell Us a Good Story. He's a detail guy. You're like, Mark Hamill, something about Star Wars. Run with it. It's all yours. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.